0: Yay. Ew,
1: it's slimy. God dang it. Ugh. Ugh. You know, I have to wipe my mouth off. God, on my chin. It's so no, nasty. I have to brush that thing again. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turn podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. From what I'm calling the Napping Dog Studios in Dallas, Texas, I'm your host, Meredith Mayhan. Our most recent show was a Monday recap of the previous week in TBTL history. That show is entitled Tackle the Grackle, and it features Mike, Bobby, and I covering lots of Taco Talk, Dream Talk, and of course, lots of Yaris Talk. So you'll want to check that out if you haven't already. But today's Friday... Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Uh, And that, since it's the first Friday of the month, it means it's time for a Phyllis fave. So, of course, joining me today from Staycation Studios in the Finney Ridge neighborhood of Seattle, Washington, it's Phyllis Fletcher. Hi, Fletch. Hey, Meredith. Today, we're going to be playing a couple clips that Phyllis has brought to us from 2009 and 2010 that both relate to Night Guards. Uh, Phyllis, I understand you're in stay-K mode, so why don't you tell us what you've been up to? <laughs>
0: yeah, not much. Nice. Um, yeah, exactly. I, it's like I... Um... I have this, like, defiant streak of, like, I'm going to do as little as possible. Like, I try to do, like, extreme staycation where I I stay in or close to my bed. And you do this pretty regularly. <laughs> I really do. My vacation accrues very fast, which is a great problem to have. And um, I, I am very lazy and very cheap. <laughs> like, Last week, I was at work and someone was like, you have two weeks off and you're not going anywhere. What's wrong with you? And I was like, I can answer that very quickly. I'm lazy and I'm cheap.
1: Well, sometimes if you do like a big, huge trip, you need a vacation from that to relax and rest up.
0: Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't sound like fun. Like my friends who have more than one kid, a point that some of them make is there is a distinct difference between a vacation and a family trip. And when you already work, you know, and I mean, it's, it's just like, why, why do I want to do all this work? Like, stay up packing the night before and then, you know, like getting back 24 hours before I have to go back to work and like unpack and blah, 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 and, you know, deal with plane tickets. Well, and and you have to wrangle a child on a
1: plane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's just, uh, like, I don't want to, I've only ever brought him on a plane once. Our son and he was three and he did great, but... I just don't, I don't want to deal with it. I really, really don't. And so I'm just like, well, I just, you know, I'll have just as good a time as I would anywhere else if I just lay in the cut, stay in my house. If I ever want to, you know, go somewhere, I can drive Josh to work so I can use the car and, um, you know, just do my little errands and whatnot. And, you know, it's good. The only, to me, the only downside is that I, it is true that I don't ever fully, fully 100% unplug from my job, and so, for example, I could see a couple of important meetings were coming up this week, and I decided, well, I know it's I'm on vacation, and I, I would be well within my rights to say, like, I'm on vacation that week. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. and if I were going out of town, it would be even more clear. Like, I'm just not available. I won't be able to come in for that meeting. But since I know I'm here and I know that other people know I'm here, I'm like, well, let me show that I recognize that this is important and actually come in for that meeting. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, It was going to be three times, but now it's only two. So that's good. And so I just have little odds and ends that I'm going to do. I am I'm planning to celebrate uh, with 10 barb from indianola um that she will have taken a major test this yes. week so i'm excited about that so i have i have little little mini fun things worked in throughout the stay um but it will be like bed centric <laughs> yeah no that sounds
1: wonderful to me i i love that yeah yeah. And I, my true. mom had had a similar problem when when we were kids. She she's been at her her company for ages and ages. And so she would accrue vacation. It was a use it or lose it situation. Oh. So, oh. she would often take, you know, as much time at the very end of the year as she had to, which is nice because she likes being ready for Christmas and things like that. But she would stay my mom is like, "Grandma, extreme grandma basically like she knits and she quilts and she you know cans things and so her you know idea of of a great vacation is being at home you know picking raspberries and making jam or canning tomatoes or you know making scarves or baby quilts or whatever and that's what she likes to do and that's not to say that she doesn't ever travel um she does occasionally but her preferred location is home doing yeah. things that she wants to do and I Dude. you know there's nothing wrong with that I don't see why people nope. get get fussy about that you're not on trial here I
0: know that. I couldn't believe someone said what's wrong with you jeez. Like, well <laughs> I know but do I have to really go into it <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, but I mean, and I think I've mentioned um, when I've been on with Andrew on my stay case before that one of uh, a lot of times a feature of my stay case is I drive around eating fried chicken, Yes, which I really enjoy, but I will be doing less of that this time because I eat less fried chicken in general now because um, as I revealed, as, as I broke news on LRB, um, I am with with some other tens losing a thousand pounds during the trump administration right so i have to um not eat as much fried chicken as i historically have mm-hmm. so, um and it's an i unfortunate am unfortunate side effect i know it's terrible boo <laughs> boo <laughs> so um i'm tracking that um on uh, thank you for correcting me by the way on a spreadsheet <laughs> spreadsheet yeah do you yeah, have an update for us
1: on this do you know where you you're know, where I, you're at uh,
0: let me do a live update right now let me just check the, okay okay um, looking it up Google Docs well, it's gonna be way farther ahead than I think oh my god <laughs> this is awesome um, so so far our group of let's see twenty four people um, has lost. 196 pounds (laughs) wow yeah that is awesome and i haven't even updated mine um i mean i have very small update to it it's like a pound or two but um yeah wow so and we have a party every um for every trump that we lose which is i uh, (laughs) estimated at 250 pounds Uh so we only have 52 pounds to go until until our first party so So close 198 pounds is that what I said? Did I say 196 or
1: 198? I don't remember.
0: Because I did it... I, I don't know. I'm like, did it change just in the last couple minutes? Somebody may be what?
1: updating it right now. <laughs>
0: no, they really could be. So we've lost 198 pounds and we have 52 pounds to go until our first party. I think someone did update it while I was looking at it. That is awesome. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So that also counts... Um, fake person
1: steven mm-hmm. losing
0: a pound a week
1: <laughs> right <laughs> and i am in this in this group i tend not to i've been the same like weight since i was i don't know a teenager for some reason yeah. it's really really impossible for me to gain or lose much weight but i do fluctuate like three four five pounds uh, mm-hmm. and gain and lose those regularly so i've been keeping that uh up to date in there good but Thank i you. think i Thank you need for to your add contribution a few pounds lost so i'm doing my yeah. part
0: yeah, thank you. That's that's great. I hope you had a cheat weigh in where you like, you know, picked up an appliance. Oh, yeah, a yeah. <laughs> okay, good. That helps us yep. when you people do that. So, And and people are um, welcome to join. I know we got a request that I haven't uh, fulfilled yet um, because I've been so crazed um, with regular life. But now I'm in stay came out. I can catch up on these things. Yeah, so. now is
1: the time to ask if you want to join the lose a thousand pounds during the Trump era
0: yeah this is this is dope so so yes stay k 2.0 is like less food um but also less activity so hey hey maybe it'll balance out (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) that's good Yeah, so it's I so I'm excited that I had this on uh, on deck as a little fun activity to do during my staycase record with you.
1: I'm glad. Um so mm-hmm. what what on earth do you want to tell us why you came up with the topic <laughs> of this cursed dental appliance? Yeah.
0: Well, I've I've been thinking about that. <laughs> I've been trying to think as a producer and I'm like, let me let me set it up and then tell you how exactly this came up. Um and so um, I had basically a Jen moment and um, this is something that um, you listener dear listener your both of your lady hosts can relate to in a couple of ways mm-hmm. um, so one aspect is as we will hear a man saying he's sorry for something about 10 months later <laughs> right mm, <yep. laughs> and then um, another one is uh, grinding your teeth at night due to stress so roll that tape <laughs>
2: All right, Jennifer, you went to the dentist today to get your cracks spackled Mm -hmm. in your teeth that you developed. These are microscopic cracks that you developed from grinding your teeth, mostly over having to deal with uh, me and (laughs) Sean.
3: No, that's not true.
2: It's absolutely true. What else could it be?
3: I just, uh, I need to learn to let it go.
2: Um, So you had, and then they also gave you a night guard, right? A yeah. mouth guard, which I assumed would be just like what a football player wears. Oh no. But it's not. It's um it's pretty amazing. Can you try to describe it to the listeners out sure. there who haven't well, seen one? Well what
3: they did is they took this um like ball of clear jellish goo and they fit it over my front two teeth mm-hmm. and got it real fitted on there and then they uh, and then they put a little plastic part onto it and then they just left it there on my teeth for maybe three minutes and then they snapped it off and now I have this little, it hardened, you know, mm-hmm. so now I have this little snap on clear piece that fits over my two front teeth and keeps my mouth from being able to close all the way. Um, my teeth can no longer touch when I have it on.
2: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's weird because it's, it's not very big. It does not, uh, it does not cover your entire no. mouth or your upper teeth. So instead it's, it's, it just looks like you have one giant buck tooth in front.
3: Exactly. Which it's,
2: is sexy. I don't think it's there's amazing. any argument on that point.
3: And I was, and I was upset about it. I kept saying, cause she kept saying, how does it feel? It feels horrible. Could
2: you actually put the mouth guard in and tell us about the experience? Cause I'm kind of <laughs> curious. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into talking about what goes on in your boudoir, but I just, <laughs> this is what Jason's going to have to listen to now.
3: Oh when- no! I don't plan to actually talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan for Jason to ever actually see it. Like my idea is that I will wait till he falls asleep and then put it in. <laughs>
2: you know what it makes? I look
3: like a Smurf.
2: No, you look like um you look a little bit like a Nosferatu. Uh huh. Kind of, it's a little vampiric.
3: Yeah, and it it's horrible. It's and you horrible. sound
2: like Owl in Winnie the Pooh.
3: <laughs> and then, oh, no, Gopher, sorry. And then she said to me, <laughs> "You know what's neat about it?" I said, "What?" And she said, "Because I was in the dark."
0: Said,
3: oh, wonderful! Because that's why I wanted the night to feel something glowing out of my mouth. <laughs> That'll be fantastic.
2: Well, yeah, we had all this toxic waste, which we didn't know what to do with. All this, all this, yeah. you know. Stuff that had sluiced off of the Hanford nuclear reservation, and now we've been able to find a use for it, put it in those mouth cards. Exactly.
3: And I say to all the tens who've been emailing me all day long, telling me, I have one, I love it, I'll never sleep without it, it's great. You're all liars. This is horrible.
2: (laughs) Uh, Would you, I, I, you've already been incredibly, um, uh gracious in in wearing it in public and talking with it on the radio, but will you would you also mind wearing it for the picture of the day?
3: I would love to.
2: <laughs> it's really quite a quite a piece something, of something, isn't it? <laughs> certainly I'll,
3: is. I'll smile. I'll smile so big and pretty. For maybe
2: the picture. maybe you can get them to build some kind of headgear apparatus too just to really up the sexiness uh-huh. factor.
3: I bet they would. They seemed really into it. <laughs>
2: That's great. Well, you know what though? I hope to gosh that it helps you. I do too. You know, because uh because I f- I was feeling a tremendous amount of guilt about the fact that you're grinding your teeth and that it's TBTL related. So, um All right, well there you go. Jen's been cured. Y'all know what's going to be on the show tonight. So I guess all there is left to do is just uh pitter-patter, let's get at her. We'll take a short break. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I borrow your night guard for a minute? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I have a one of the, like a, a very industrial strength um, binder clip in here. I'll, <laughs> I'll put that in. Here. And I'll just say, fitter, fatter, let's get at her <laughs> on this Thursday night edition of, you know, when I was uh, a kid, I thought that the most cool thing you could have were braces. And it was just because I didn't have them. I also really wanted to have glasses. Mm so I would always t- take sunglasses and things and like pop the lens out and try to pretend like I had glasses. And I was always constructing fake braces out of paper clips. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, um, I'm right at I'm right at home with my, <laughs> home with my binder night guard. Just really takes me back. So we got more all coming up in just a moment. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard.
1: You're a gross person.
2: Doing it and doing it and doing it well. I love Jesus, but I drink a little. I have had the world's most tremendous jaw pain for the last, like, week. Like, um, right where the hinge of my jaw is, only the left side, is in intense, intense pain for some reason. And uh, it, it appears that it's because I'm, I'm now grinding my teeth at night.
3: Oh, no. Which
2: I've never done before. And Jen, I just want to say to you, I am so sorry how cavalier I was about your whole night guard situation. Yeah. Because if people are watching the webcast right now, they can see me putting in my new night guard that I just got that <laughs> makes me feel about as um, unsexy and uncool <laughs> as a human being can be. I now have to wear this night guard Which, I mean, I got to take it out now. It basically, Jen, it's exactly, I don't want to get into, you know, mommy and daddy time talk here on the show. (laughs) But what I want to say is when you put the night guard in, it's officially not going to happen in the sex department that night.
3: I told you about how I would wait to put it in. And then I would turn out all the lights because I thought it's like how women say if their husband sees them give birth, they'll never want to have sex <laughs> with them again. Like, I just felt like if Jason ever actually sees this in my face, I look like the
2: dorkiest, dumbest person. It's it's it like calls back to mind sort of like headgear from high school and every unsexy thing you can do. I mean, it's in the trailer for this new uh, uh, Tina Fey movie with Steve Carell, where like, you know, they're the married couple that ends up on the right, wild date night date night. The whole setup about how sad and mundane their life has become is because Tina Fey has (laughs) one of these freaking night guards in that I'm wearing (laughs) right now. I mean, it's like shorthand for you've given up on being a sexual human being. And I have one now. And last night I put it in at about 11 o'clock and it was just like, well, anyway, I'm going to stop being a virile human being (laughs) right now. It's so I'm I, I'm I'm really bummed about this, and I, I Jen again I just want to tell you that I'm so sorry that I was so kind of like jokey about it when you, when you were using your are you still using your night guard? No, I'm not. <laughs> are you just bad? Are you just gonna let your teeth fall out of your head as you slowly crack them? Yep. Oh, it's a good plan.
3: <laughs> I just couldn't bear it. And also, I had other problems. It never got... Like, the one that you have that goes all the way around. Yeah. Uh, my dentist actually said that that probably would have been better for me because that one that I had that was just the front piece, it actually caused my lower um, front teeth to ache really bad in the mornings because they would just push up against it. Yeah. And so, it just didn't work for me. and but But I had paid all that money for it, and I didn't want to pay a bunch of money for another one like the one you have. So, yeah. I just decided to get, you know,
2: well, the, teeth. what I what I figured out last night, I'm hoping that over the course of like a week or so, this will go away. But my jaw is still in a lot of pain. And now instead of grinding my teeth, I just grind my night guard.
3: Yeah, so exactly. That's what I was doing.
2: hasn't fixed anything. Because the problem is not that my teeth are being reduced in size. The problem is that my jaw is aching from the grinding. And that is just I'm just grinding against a different thing now. But I don't know, I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it a few nights. Um, that'll be another nice thing. I since I'm going to Chicago tomorrow, I'll be all by myself in the <laughs> Chicago club, and like I can just kind of like wear my mouth guard. In you know, wear my mouth guard, and no one, the world will not have to see me and my tremendous unsexiness.
3: That that might be a good bridge.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Anyway, so Jen, I just want to apologize. I, I know Thank it's about you. eight months overdue, but just want to take someone to apologize. <laughs>
0: So what we just heard there was uh, um, initially Jen talking about her night guard in February 2009. And then about 10 months later, Luke uh, talking about his night guard in April of 2010 um, (laughs) when he was uh, when he was in podcaster mode. And um, I had a a very special dental visit recently. Right. Um, Yes, where I had... um, I was being uh, somewhat chastised because they could tell at my dentist's office that I had not been wearing my night guard, my night guard which they just made for me for the second time. And um, the reason I need a night guard um, is, I've I've referred to it before on TBTL, um, where I had a tooth that was damaged and shattered when I was in elementary school. And it was uh, not a baby tooth, unfortunately. So Mm -hmm. I've had it crowned ever since then. And the problem is that my crown has started to migrate ever so slowly and eventually i'll probably have to have it redone but it's one of those things that you want to um you know not have to do if at all possible and so um something my dentist observed is that i'm probably grinding my teeth at night and they had prescribed and made a night guard for me before and like i just had no idea where it was (laughs) and so at some point last year um my dentist was like, Well, have you been wearing your night guard? And I was like, No. And, you know he was like well why not and I was like I don't like actually know where it is right now he was like what's wrong with you (laughs) once again what's wrong with me I was like I don't know and that's the kind of crap like I would I would not take from certain people but I love my dentist I've been going there since I was a kid so I was like oh hardy har har and they were like you know well we should probably make you a new one so I was like okay so they fitted me for a new one and I sort of started wearing that and then I sort of like kind of fell off and then Um, I went in for my dental visit, um, about, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago or something like that. And, um, they were like, so what's up with you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you still not wearing your night guard? And I was like, gee, um, I'm not like, (laughs) sorry about that. Um, you know, knowing I was full on busted Yeah, and, um, the, it was the hygienist I was initially talking to. She was a fill-in hygienist whom I hadn't met before. And so I didn't have that long time rapport with her that I have with some of his other staff. Mm -hmm. And she was like, um, you know, so, uh, what do you think is the reason (laughs) that you're not wearing your night guard? And I said, well, I just, I find it really difficult to fall asleep with something in my mouth. And she was like, Um, Well, you know what some people find is if they put it in earlier in the evening, they can kind of get used to it. And um, and then it makes it easier for the time that they're going to fall asleep. I know. Right. I was like, (laughs) what are you you saying? But I'm like, all right, she's the expert. I get that she's coming from her expertise. But let me chime in with what I know about my life. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I don't think that would work for me. And she was like, why do you not think it would work for you? And my dentist walked in at that moment, someone who's known me since I was about mm, seven or eight or something. And I was like, well, this is very awkward to say, but I'm just going to say it. I believe that would interfere with my sex life. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, ha, 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 Peals of laughter. And I was like, that's the actual honest reason. Like, I wasn't why joking. I, would... <laughs> I know. Like, I would never consider putting in a night guard immediately after dinner like i'm gonna brush my teeth put on my night guard so that i can like retain the positioning of my front tooth Uh. hey everybody everything else is shut down for the night sorry like it is gross like okay do you have your night guard meredith (laughs) do you have it i do i have it right in front of me i have mine right here okay let's pull a gen and just put this crap on all right Okay, and we mine only in to my do this for case. like a minute, because yep. I know it's gnarly. So, all
1: right.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I have mine in. And I have to say, not only do I sound gross, I feel gross. And like, I probably look gross. I refuse to like look in a mirror. But I don't care like what specific is, activity it... you're yeah. like going for. At night when you're being intimate, like you would have to have the confidence of like a confident robot
1: <laughs> to want to. This is decidedly do with this Yeah, this is decidedly unsexy.
0: Yeah. It tastes gross.
1: <laughs> it looks it ridiculous. You sound stupid. No. Yeah, you're it's bright.
0: gnarly. Mm-hmm. And so, um I will now take it out cuz I'm sure everyone has had enough. <laughs> but uh, uh. which is also a too. gross
1: thing to do so
0: <laughs> yeah, like getting it out like it fills up with your saliva yep it's like it wraps around your top is this how yours work it wraps around your top teeth yeah so mine goes yeah.
1: all the way around from the front to the back of yeah. my my top teeth yeah um it was yeah. molded for my teeth yes. um and yes. I've had this one for like five years yeah and <laughs> you know I for you dude. I do wear it, and it's because, you know, as as everyone knows, I've had some real serious jaw issues. Um, yeah. My jaw issues started when I was about 18, and I started to clench and grind my teeth. And And I not only grind my teeth at night, but I clench them during the day. If I'm not actively paying attention and telling myself to relax my jaw, it's clenched. Mm-hmm. Like, that's its oh. natural state. And um, that's been very bad for my teeth and very bad for my jaw joint and muscles. Um, So for me right now, it's worth it to deal with this stupid appliance because it does give me some measure of protection. And it's not just to protect my teeth. It's to keep my jaw joint in the appropriate position. Um, So these things work in a multitude of ways. And for people with jaw problems, most of the time, the bite splint helps. Like, that's hmm. all they need to do. For me, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Um, and I wear it because my jaw needs to heal right now and because I don't want to crack my teeth. So it's more or less spreading out the pressure so that, you know, my molars don't crack.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I do wear it and I I don't love it, but I, I don't put it in until right before I'm going to fall asleep. Right. Um, there have been a few times, and I mentioned this in the chat, where I'm like, oh, all right, let me uh, slip out of this here bite splint. <laughs> and... <laughs> luckily for me my husband is just happy to be in the neighborhood and he doesn't really care yeah like there's not much that's going to turn him off
2: right
1: (laughs) yeah um (laughs) not to get too tmi but you know he's he'll he'll roll with basically anything uh so so it's but i i totally get that this is a problem and it's not something that the dentist and the hygienist should be laughing at it's a it's an (laughs) important part of life and it's interfering with that and if that's what you're telling them they need to take it seriously
0: yep I agree and like I I recognize that in a way I kind of set tone by being like well I'm just gonna say it you know and like well it's, it's funny you know but it's also like it's a real problem and like if you're gonna ask someone why they aren't going to put it in earlier at night, you shouldn't even pretend to be shocked (laughs) that the reason is, well, because it would interfere with my sex line. Like, it is, it's gross. I just, uh, I don't like it. So, I mean, you know, and and, uh, like yours, my husband is very sweet, all that kind of stuff, but it's like it's it's a lot of it, and this is where I really relate to Jen, it's about how it makes me feel, right. you know, I know that the way she put it was, you know, I don't want Jason to ever see me mm-hmm. in this thing, and we all know Jason's a sweetheart guy, and how devoted he is to Jen, and and you know, that that, it, you know, like, kind of what Luke was poking fun at her about was was you know, one of the things that he pokes fun at himself about in a way, which is vanity Yeah, but it's not really about that it's about how the thing makes you feel and like i think it connects to this lisa weinberg idea that luke sometimes brings up of like it takes you to a very young place and it could take you when you're upset you know and it can take you to a place Mm -hmm. of being like wow I look gross because I have a dental appliance in my head, which is a very adolescent thing. Well, and to you know how of be afraid
1: of. when we were both talking with our stupid mouth guards in, it, it <laughs> makes me feel like we are in a teen movie and yeah. we're the ugly girl before she yeah. gets her makeover exactly. and they take her braces off, you know? Yeah. It, you, you feel like a teenager walking around in headgear because you're like, you can't <laughs> talk and there's saliva everywhere and it's really, yes. it's pretty nasty. It's gross.
0: so you know god bless all the partners of the world who put up with um you know night guard grossness and i know it's kind of a Mm -hmm. you know in the scheme of things it's a it's a rather trivial health issue to have um but it is very uh humbling (laughs) to have to put one of these things in your mouth take it out in the morning and have even your kid be like um could you take that out (laughs) it's
1: very like Oh God! If I put this it in boring. earlier in the evening, and then yeah. Duff and I are talking about something, I will, you know, try to talk through it for a while, and then yeah. I'll I'll get annoyed because it's hard to talk, and I will go to take it yeah. out, and he's like, "Oh no, leave it in," because <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, but it bothers me. You know, it's not a yeah. thing with him; it's a thing with me. I don't like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I don't much have a choice. Like, if it's going to reverse the progress I've made via that surgery, I'm going to wear, you know, it's like, I have to wear that thing. I have to. Yeah. Right now, anyway. Well, props to you, dude,
0: because I slacked off and, you know, I know that I I only have this one tooth issue. I don't have jaw issues overall that I'm aware of anyway, other than, you know, the grinding that I guess theoretically wasn't good, but. Oh, that could
1: progress if it gets. Yeah,
0: right. It could get worse, and so. But I'm just like, uh, I do regret my years of not wearing this stupid thing because a, I had to rebuy it because I have no idea where the first one went. Stink cheap. That stinks. Yeah, exactly. That's why my dentist was like, "What's wrong with you?" (laughs) That was the first thing he mentioned was the cost. He was like, "This thing costs like 400 bucks." I was Mm -hmm. like, "Oh shoot, okay." And I did look for it, but I knew it was hopeless. But you know, I just I also regret that I you know, I just didn't stay on top of it. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't stay on top of it and then you look around and you're like, okay, A, now I definitely have to wear this thing and, you know, B, um, it's embarrassing to try to defend why I have it. <laughs> but it was also that that mix of embarrassment and defiance where I was just like, look, this is reality. Sure. You know, um, let's not as, you know, as... Professionals in this industry, uh, you know, like, pretend that this isn't an issue. Like, dentists of the world, if you're listening to this, just recognize that this is a real thing. And, like, if you want to have a conversation with your patient about it, like, you know, be real about it. And I don't fault my dentist at all, because, like I said, he has known me since I was a kid, and I love him, and he's great, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I do have a little bit of an issue with the hygienist, also partly because when i um i i could see her charting me after like uh, she was charting me at the um front desk after the appointment while i was um setting up my next one mm-hmm. and i could see what she wrote which was um patient thinks it's not romantic
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well patient <laughs> and is I correct to be
0: like- <laughs> I I know, A, correct. And B, technically, what I said was it would interfere with my sex life. So let's be real. But, you know, I think that was partly a generational thing. And she was, in her way, trying to be tactful. But I was just like, man, we need to get real about this night guard biz. (laughs) We really do. (laughs) So I don't know. I have it. I have it. um, You know, I clean it every morning and I do put it in almost every night have it in one of those little um, retainer-shaped containers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> has a sticker on it that has my name. Uh, well, it has a spot for my name just in case I lose it, but I haven't filled that out
1: yet. I haven't either. I've had this one for about five years, and they yeah. actually don't have a very long life. So yeah. I'm going to have to I'm, – I'm pretty much due to replace this one soon because as somebody who clenches and grinds, I have um, made depressions in it, and it's gotten thinner Oh, my
0: God. So
1: my bottom teeth have made marks in the bottom of it and scratched all the bottom of it up. And so it's not giving me the amount of support that it needs to anymore. And so the the surgeon who did my jaw surgery is a maxillofacial guy. And so they're, I'm going to have a new one made there pretty soon. So uh, wow. I'm sure it's not going to be any sexier than <laughs> this one. Wouldn't that
0: be crazy if it was,
1: though? <laughs> How would that even work? <laughs> is it going to glow in the dark like Jen's? You know, no, mine doesn't. I'm jealous. Although, you know, I have yeah. had the kind of splint that Jen had. She had the kind that only goes on your front teeth. And it, it's oh. ridiculous. I found that really uncomfortable. And yeah. it looks even stupider than this one. <laughs> so it makes you look like a, like a bucktooth rabbit. That's great. <laughs> Poor you. Oh my God. And I didn't last very long with that one either. When, when I heard that was the kind she had, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't blame her at all right. for not <laughs> sticking with that. Because she kind of gave yeah. up on it.
0: Yeah, it seems like she did. Um, it seems like she gave it somewhat of a college try, and then she was like, "Oh hell no, <laughs> I'm not doing it yeah. anymore." <laughs> so I
1: wonder yeah. if Luke is going to get one, or if he did.
0: Yeah, right. I I don't know. I bet you know if he were wearing one these days, I think it would have come up. Yeah, I bet we would have. I think about he would have said this thing is a real problem because <laughs> I am better about it than. I was, you know, at my last dental visit, but it's still a thing that I probably would talk about at the drop of a hat, especially if I had a podcast every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like this stupid thing. Yeah. Oh, Well Meredith, and I-, mm. I have a question I wanted to ask you about yours. Um, when I went in um, to, to get it in the fall, um, they were like, um, one question, do you have a dog? And I was like, uh, no. And they were like, oh, good, because dogs love to eat these things. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, do you have to hide? Have you had to hide your night guards from your dogs?
1: No, I haven't. Okay, good. Um, okay. I think it's maybe because I think I've lucked out in that department because Molly was just so easy and chill. She didn't really... She chewed on very few things, and she had her favorites, and they were always things that were appropriate for dogs we gave her for chewing. Eddie is much the same way. He has tons of other kinds of chew toys, and he doesn't, I, I don't know how we lucked out twice in a row this way but he doesn't like grab things off of tables to to chew on he doesn't steal socks or shoes or chew on anything like that he he chews on only things he's supposed to I don't know I don't know how we did that it wasn't purposeful but no I haven't had to hide it um, I keep it on my bedside table you know the case on my bedside table just in case I have to slip it out and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then in the morning I have to bring it downstairs and I brush it you know when I brush my teeth and I put it in its little case and it stays on the bathroom counter during the day so he doesn't really have a way to get at it either um and but if he chewed on it I you know first of all he would probably need to go to the vet which would piss me off right because it's like a hard plastic thing yeah so if he managed to like splinter that in his jaws that would probably be bad for him and then i would be out what 500 bucks or whatever it is and have to get a new one so yep. that would be terrible so i you know i i do have that in the back of my mind but i i'm not super worried about that from him
0: oh good That's yeah
1: good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they i could tell by the way the lady said it that they had ha- heard tons of stories about that
1: yeah I, she I didn't heard... want me to
0: walk out without hearing that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well you know when i was a kid i had a lot of orthodontia this so you know my mouth has been a problem (laughs) for a long time um i had uh retainers when i was in about fifth grade um and it was a i had something that they called a bionator and uh you know how there's top retainers and bottom retainers yeah i had one that was both at the same time So that was really cool. Can't they just, like, call it braces and call it good? It was like removable braces, basically. And the the problem is, and this is also probably uh, where my jaw issues began. My molars are very, very short. So my jaw closes further than it should. Oh. Yeah. Wow. no one has exactly told me that, but I've I've kind of pieced that together. Because no doctor is going to be like, this is why this is happening. Because they don't really know. Um, Right. But... I I do have a history of that, of having very short molars, so what they were trying to do uh, with that bionator is to keep my mouth apart, keep my teeth separated so that my molars could get taller. Aww. Um, Uh, And fix, I also had a very bad overbite and it was so bad that my bottom teeth bit into the top of my mouth. Oh
0: my Um, god. So
1: (laughs) It did fix that. Um, I don't exactly know how, but I had to wear that 24-7 I had to wear it at school and I had to learn how to talk through it and it was oh way worse than trying to talk with this thing because it fit around my bottom teeth and my top teeth Oh my god! so I was real popular when I was 10 yeah I bet <laughs> <laughs> and that's another reason I never understood like Luke was talking about how he was jealous of kids who had that stuff and he would make fake braces out of paper clips <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't get it it's not cool it's not fun it hurts it's hard to talk it's annoying you have to take it out for lunch and then try not to throw it away with your lunch tray Yep, like yep. every kid did it seems like mm-hmm. you know it seems like every other day we were digging through the trash trying to find someone's retainer yep, uh, I it's
2: remember
1: just that. not it's not fun it's not cool it's a pain in the ass well you know I don't, I definitely, with him, I
0: don't understand this about the glasses thing, but with the braces thing, I think I have some minor insight on that that might be correct. I think it's related to his poverty issues, because mm-hmm. here, I don't know if it's, it's especially in the 70s and early 80s when Luke and I were growing up, the only kids I knew who had braces were rich. Oh. And so I don't know if he consciously connected those things or not, but... Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, I think that um, there's probably enough of an age difference between you and me, and there could be geographical, like, regional differences with mm-hmm. this, too, as far as what insurance will do or whatnot. But, you know, when when Luke and I were kids, um, like, you know, basically, if I were growing up now, the dentist would be saying you need braces yeah but when i was a kid that was more of a cosmetic kind of higher end type of thing unless you had serious serious problems right. in which case a lot of those kids couldn't afford braces either mm-hmm. like it was just rich kids who had braces and so um or kids with you know i mean kids who were rich compared to me and luke sure. or kids whose parents had very very good insurance for whatever good insurance. reason. Yeah. so you know people with mm-hmm. resources um so, I wonder if subconsciously or maybe even consciously he connected having braces with being like cool, um you know cool as in like having the right clothes because yes. your parents can afford the right clothes and living in the right neighborhood because your parents can afford the right neighborhood like he um he that seems to be something that affected him from a very young age, which I completely understand definitely um so but yeah, he found out it was no picnic. <laughs> to have mm-hmm. even a stupid night guard thing so uh um, yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where you know he eventually learns that it's you know grass isn't always greener <laughs> and I, no matter I, what your resources are you always have problems
1: yeah I you know I I guess I had now that I think about it I had a similar jealousy about people who had glasses when I was a kid <laughs> I thought it was yeah. cool to have glasses like <laughs> wow that's really interesting you know there's something yeah. different about you and and um, then when I was about thirteen, I needed glasses, and I was like, "Oh, this sucks! Yeah. <laughs> I don't want glasses. Yes. <laughs> it it's not that fun." <laughs> so yeah. I got contacts when I so that you know nobody really knew. Right. Um, and for for some odd reason, speaking of which, my eyes have gotten a quarter point better every year since then. Uh, they got worse for a couple years, and then since I don't know, maybe eighteen or so, they started reversing, and so like my eyeballs yeah. are Benjamin buttoning back to normal. <laughs> And wow, <laughs> so awesome. I do have, um, I have prescription sunglasses that I wear when I'm driving during the day. Yeah. That is literally the only time I wear them. Wow. I don't need them Lucky. anymore. <sighs> so I guess, you know, my jaw problems, maybe, maybe this is making up for all the jaw problems. I have. Right. Yeah. The
0: universe <laughs> is giving you a break. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, I have, I have um, seen, jen in person and also you just once at the same event actually christy wise's wedding
1: yes
0: um and wedding weekend and um i can say for a fact that from the outside you each appear to have perfect beautiful teeth so it's just a trip well thank you that, like someone can have these like amazing perfect teeth to the rest of the world and then like they have this like um
1: you know, a dark secret hiding underneath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I never had a problem with the cosmetics of my teeth, which is actually lucky because my dad has really gnarly teeth, like his bottom teeth go in all different directions. My brother and my sister both inherited his exact same teeth, but I did not somehow. Wow. Um, So I did have braces for a very, very short time and it was actually to address the jaw. Um, And that was when I was about 18. Um, That was one of the first things that they did because one of the reasons that you, can have jaw problems is that your bite is incorrect. Your teeth aren't hitting properly, and so one of the things that your brain does is during the night it subconsciously tries to grind your teeth down to get your bite to be proper.
0: Jeez,
1: um, isn't that messed up?
0: That's crazy. I yeah, didn't
1: know that. yeah. So they have tried and tried and tried and finally determined that my issues are not related to my bite because they've done everything they can but I had braces for a hot minute and it hurts real bad when they first put your braces on and that pain for me never really went away because I clenched my teeth and teeth never got to settle and relax and and I couldn't eat I lost about 20 pounds Oh my Speaking God. of weight loss, I don't have 20 <laughs> pounds to lose. I just couldn't eat. You know, oh, no. brushing my teeth was agonizing. And so, you know, I, I was kind of out uh, – well, I was 18, so I was still on my parents' insurance. And I remember my mom taking me back to the orthodontist and said, nope, take these off. This is not oh. going to work. She's going to die. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. So
1: I, that did not work for me.
0: Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's a trip to me that um... – you know, and that kind of also brings us back to the overall point of like, there are these systems in your body that are not disconnected from each other, right. but, you know, like, I guess dental work is such a specialty that a lot of times it's, it's really considered separate from, you know, it's, it's treated and billed and insured and everything separately from everything else about your body. Which is like, why is that? Like, you know, your ability to eat is connected to your overall health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting
1: that I I always find that very interesting that your body kind of on a subconscious level always wants to reach homeostasis, right? Like we want to get to a a, you know, medium straight level and everything. And your body has mechanisms for doing that, even with something like your teeth. Jeez. That's deep. We got deep with it, man, with the lady LRB.
0: (laughs) Like, we got real deep and intellectual with the stuff. (laughs) That is a trip. I learned something today. Thank you, LRB.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as of recently too, I, you know, I've got lots of new knowledge about jaw joints. (laughs) It's very interesting. So I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. I had that surgery in November, Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I should give a little update because there have been a couple of developments. Um, So it was laparoscopic surgery, which means just tiny little incisions, and they went in with a couple of very thin instruments and um i had some scar tissue removed on one side and wow. they sewed there's 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 a disc between the two uh bones of your jaw and it cushions them and they sewed that back into place
0: yeah. and
1: one of the things they did is they took removable or i'm sorry dissolvable sutures and anchored that disc and that those stitches were pretty close to the skin 'Cause there's not a lot else going on there. Everything is yeah. pretty close to the skin. Um, yeah. and, and on the right side it was totally fine. On the left side, those stitches worked their way out of the skin. Oh and sorry to anyone who's a little queasy about this stuff you might want to turn it on. i'm not going to get gross but you know that's about as bad as it gets and so no I, get gross, get gross. I, <laughs> what happened i went in a week after the surgery to have the other stitches removed the non-dissolvable ones there were like two on either side and then a few days later i called them and i said i think you guys forgot to take one of my sutures out or something because there's definitely sutures sticking out of my skin and they were like no nah, that doesn't seem right like we know how many there were it wasn't that that many we could count that high so they said come in and we'll take a look and I was like am I being crazy like what <laughs> there's yeah. definitely like some black string <laughs> right in my face that wasn't there yeah. before right that I can see uh yeah. so I went in and, and he took one look at it and he went oh no it's <laughs> like oh good that's a fun oh, thing no. to hear from your surgeon yeah he said yeah that stitch worked its way out and oh. so you know, it, he, he trimmed it so it wasn't like this long, crazy thing hanging out of my face. Yeah. And he yeah. said, you know what? Let's just keep an eye on this. That It's still doing its job. It's not going to affect how it's working. Let's just keep an eye on it and see how it does. And so that was November. Last, what was it? Last week, two weeks ago, yeah. I finally got so irritated with it because it had gotten very irritated. It had started to bleed and it got infected and it hurt a lot. <laughs> A lot. And I wasn't on the show for a couple of weeks because, partly because I was irritated with TBTL, but partly because the (laughs) headphones hurt so bad. Oh, my God. You know, they sit kind of right in front of your ear. And that's where all that was going on. And it was so sore and so tender. I couldn't even sleep on my left side. And I definitely could have had headphones on. So I went back a few weeks ago and I just said, take this out. I can't deal with it anymore. It's been way too long. And it was starting. I was in a yoga class and I was it was like it was kind of a harder class and we were doing inversions so I was practicing a handstand and I got up and one of my favorite teachers was actually practicing right next to me and she looked at me real quick and just said oh my god dude you're bleeding And I was like what? And it had just started to bleed down. It looked like there was just blood pouring out of my ear. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: an like, old-timey movie where someone had just gotten shot, and like yes. the only way you know is blood very,
1: very slowly trickles out of an orifice. Exactly. Exactly like that. <laughs> Although it wasn't really coming from my ear, that's very much what it looked right. like. And I yeah. was like, okay, um guess I'm done with this class, and I went and i Ugh. you know cleaned it up and and put some pressure on. It wasn't a lot, um but it was just that pressure probably from being upside down, all the blood yeah. running to my head was yeah. probably not a good idea, but the very next day I went back to the surgeon and had it had it taken out and uh so i I feel a million times better like it immediately wow. just calmed down and it you know doesn't hurt anymore and um I can have the headphones on without pain and i can i can stand on my head all day if i want to so um Jeez. it actually turned out okay and apparently it didn't he doesn't think that it affected the effectiveness of the surgery so oh good yeah i guess all's well that ends well but it was a, kind of unpleasant for a while you know waking up with blood on your pillow and like hmm where would this come from yeah that's crazy <laughs> kind of sucks yeah oh so that's
0: <laughs> so that it something... with the jaw surgery so it was supposed to be like inside your mouth inside and no it worked its, it's
1: way out no under just under the skin so nothing okay. went no, there was nothing going on in my mouth it was all like right in front of my ear on the outside oh, okay um, god that is crazy yeah but there's there's still a few layers of of tissue under there and the stitches were supposed to stay put and they didn't and they did on the right side the right side's totally fine there's I can feel a tiny little bump yeah. um on my right side it's just like a knot that hasn't fully dissolved yet I guess these stitches take forever to dissolve I That's thought they'd crazy. be long gone by now, but not quite. And 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 the doctor said that it's even too soon now to determine whether this was a success or not. You have to wait oh. about six months for everything to kind of calm down. Okay. So I have an appointment at the end of next month, and and then we'll kind of go from there. So oh good, yeah,
0: jeez, I that know. is nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you were able to have that surgery. I'm glad you don't have to permanently be on the show in a robot voice.
1: <laughs> Which oh yeah, I funny but about that. sad.
0: Yeah, that
1: was good. Yeah, there's always the possibility that that I kind of wonder if if one side has to be redone. It worked really really well on the right and not so well on the left. I don't think it's related to the stitch, but yeah. I you know, I would actually do it again. Um it was yeah. relatively easy and the recovery wasn't so bad. Um, yeah. Assuming everything would go well, <laughs> yeah. Um, if I I would do it again, um, and I would recommend it to anybody else who's having similar issues. There's other options too. Um, I could get uh, steroid injections in the jaw, or I can have an open procedure where they actually do an, a real cut um, and go in and explore some more. Um, so oh. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Explore <laughs> well. Yeah. Oh. It's a very like, it's a tiny little delicate joint that's very complicated. So, you know, if that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. Because this, you know, it's it's headaches and jaw pain and tooth pain. And, you know, that can really kind of wear on you after a while. Damn. Yep. So you won't be getting in
0: any fights anytime soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. You know, I had some scar tissue on the right side. And he said, have you, you know, been smacked in the head Pretty strongly, And I said, no, uh, not oh, that okay. I know of. And yeah. he said, you know, it could be from a car accident. I've never really been in it. I've only been in minor fender benders. So I didn't hit my head. And he yeah. said, you know, it could be even from when you were a kid. Um, and that seems a lot more likely because I had an older brother. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, he he, he used to <laughs> set me up in front of the garage and, and shoot uh, hockey pucks at me. Um, so it's, you know, it's probably from that. Um, but he, he was able to get rid of that in the laparoscopic <laughs> procedure so that's not an issue anymore but you know this <laughs> is not box. that uncommon you did grow up in michigan
0: didn't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh
1: god oh my
0: god well you, you are one tough broad thanks so yeah <laughs> thanks to
1: my night guard yeah right exactly <laughs> all right is there anything else about this clip that we need to cover <sighs> let me think let me think I guess I guess
0: um I did think the apology thing was hilarious. I thought that was cute. I mean, it was funny because it was something I almost missed. Mm-hmm. Like cuz he just kind of threw it in as an aside as a way to like power out, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um but it's so true that it was it would be part of his dynamic with Jen that he would always make fun of her for being a granny yes. and all this stuff, but they really have so much more in common than he might initially acknowledge i mean sometimes he would and you know sometimes he wouldn't and you know he was kind of making fun of her for you know having an issue with having to wear this thing but then as soon as he had to (laughs) deal with it he was like oh sorry i'm so sorry for (laughs) busting on you for that it really hurts yeah (laughs) it really does so so um i was glad that he did that and i thought it was cute and oh and i want to um Give a shout out to Colleen Rosilles, um, wife of Handsome Steve, yes. who archived that episode uh, with Luke from April 2010. Um, because without her oh, okay. having done that, I definitely wouldn't have found that episode. And, um, and I was only able to find the February one thanks to some some Googling because nobody has archived that episode yet. So, um, but thanks to Colleen, I was able to find the the second part and that helped me work my way back to the first part, um, which I really did remember when I had this conversation with my dentist and his staff, Um, you know, I was like... (laughs) <laughs> this is, you know, I'm having a Jen moment right now. <laughs> and so I'm really thankful that Jen mentioned this in the show notes and was willing to put on her night guard in the studio um, <laughs> and all of that so that this could be documented for in perpetuity. And I'm really grateful to Colleen and all the historians for their archiving work. So thanks, guys.
1: Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, historians. You know, that brings me to, since it's the beginning of April... It's time to reveal the next winner of our Wagons Full of Loot contest. Oh, my God. This is specific to the Historitens. So we can do this right now. Christy has randomly chosen a name from the hat of Historitens And drum roll, please. (laughs) The winner for the April Wagons Full of Loot is friend of the show, Megan Keene. (laughs) Ta-da! <laughs> Yay! Congrats, Megan. One of us is going to be putting together a wagon full of loot for you. Uh, Megan is the genius who created the TBTL LRB magnetic poetry sets. Oh, awesome. Uh, I think awesome. we showed those off a few months ago. Yes. She sent them to the host. We need to find a way to make those into, into stuff that people can buy because I, I, I really do love mine. I have it on a magnetic uh, board behind me in my office. Oh, fun. <laughs> And it's so much fun thank you Megan congratulations um, uh, yeah if you want to be like Megan and get a wagon full of loot from one of your LRB hosts just email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com Christy will assign you a week of TBTL episodes to archive and for every day that you finish you get an entry into the contest uh, Naomi Hilliard was last month's winner and her wagon will be delivered shortly so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that reveal fun yes. <laughs> I'm excited yep and we use a very top secret formula to decide who is going to be putting this together, meaning we talk about it in one of us volunteers. So <laughs> yes. we're not sure yet, Megan, but uh, you'll find out when you open it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. If you want to get involved with the show, our website is LittleRedBandwagon.com. Our Facebook is same. You can visit us there or on the STENS page. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us, like I said, at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, hang on. (laughs) This is the next party. (laughs) Uh, We love you, Jen.
0: (laughs) We love you, Jen, and we love you, Colleen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I can um, correct a math error right now. I'll also put this in the show notes. Um, I think I've been saying it was 10 months. It was actually, I guess, about 14 months. Mm, Yeah. So Luke and I were both wrong. Eight months, 10 months, 14. The point is is he apologized.
1: This is the right voice to talk about math in.
0: I agree. (laughs) Can can I get extra credit on that? Can Um, I make up that point? (laughs) Actually, I think it's 14 months? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, nailed it!
2: No, 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 no!
3: You just put it in your mouth guard. That usually means we're not gonna, you
2: know. Oh, oh, uh, no! We could, we could still fool around. Only if
1: you're
3: into it. I mean.
1: No, I, no, I would love to. Let me just um.
2: Get the lights.
3: Yeah. Okay. You know what? No, it's, uh, honey, I'm totally fine if we don't.
2: No, I just um, I would no, I would love to. Let me just get my head around. It
3: okay.
0: Now, it's no, it's not. It's it's totally cool if you don't. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Because those potato skins made me kind of gassy.